Are you ready for the end of the world? <laughs> you are listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. I forget. Do we wake up now? No, we bring or, back the circle first. Or do first. we bring back the circle? <laughs> yeah. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up! Yeah, I should have done that at the beginning. <laughs> to the peace and joy of Mother Earth, you are listening to Orda Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And we are live and local. And we talk about things that happen. Yes, because we are two happening guys. Um, I guess... Uh, what happened in this morning, I'm actually pretty hyped up and awake because I had to get up early and finalize some paperwork to order um, three solar systems, about $50,000 worth. So I was yeah. just like, just been going back and forth. and So so creating solar systems at the crack of dawn. <laughs> just like. It, it sounds like a cosmic adventure. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is still... Not winter. Yeah, but winter is coming. I think to, last night my tomatoes did get a little frostbitten, but they seem to have made it through. Mm-hmm. I think I think the goal is to still be picking tomatoes in December. <laughs> yeah, that would be a nice goal. <laughs> like, well, it's funny this morning. I mean, outside ones, not greenhouse yeah, ones. Outside tomatoes. That's a bigger feat. I mean. I woke up this morning, I went outside for my morning jog, and I was like, wow, it's really cold. This is strange. And I'm like, no, this is normal. <laughs> this is what no, late, late November is usually like. It's usually at least a little chilly. And I don't know if we'll have it in our news article, but um, October broke the record for the first time uh, one degree higher than normal. Yeah. And it wasn't one, I don't, I think it was one degree Celsius. Yeah, it was one degree Celsius higher than. Which is even freaky. Yeah. It was, one way to put it is it's like a record-breaking, record-breaking. Like, it's not the first time that a month has broken a record before, but this is the highest above the record it's ever been. There you go. Yeah, like a full degree Celsius higher than the average. That is not, (laughs) it's it's record-breaking. Now... We've been talking this for a while. In Paris, the climate talks are coming up. Yeah. And leading up to the climate talks, um, there was going to be a whole bunch of action. People getting out there and saying, you must do things. But now that's not going to be the case. Yeah. France forbids massive climate march in wake of Paris attacks. After nearly a week of speculation and urgent in urgent meetings between environmental groups and security officers, the French government has finally made its decision. The giant rally planned for the eve of the UN climate summit will be canceled due to the heightened security situation, according to a statement issued by 350.org, the U.S.-based environmental group. Now, they're still doing the climate talks in Paris. Yeah, they're still doing the climate talks. Uh, they're They're still letting the corporate representatives attend the climate talks but reporters may have a harder time getting in because of the security measures <laughs> i am a little surprised that the the terrorists didn't wait for the climate talks when mm. people from all over the world came yeah now they did get people from all over the world anyway but yeah. maybe they weren't prepared for the heightened security situation 
Organizers had expected to attract about 200,000 protesters to the Paris March, which was slated to occur along with other rallies in the city around the world, in cities around the world. The event was intended to urge leaders to sign an ambitious and binding agreement to limit global warming. Quote, this is a source of huge regret. Huge numbers were expected in Paris, but those people will not be silenced, said Frecos Julian, executive director of Greenpeace in France. We will find new imaginative ways to ensure our voices are heard in the UN Conference Center and beyond, end quote. So if they want to be heard in the UN Conference mm -hmm. Center, they need to figure out how to sneak someone in with a giant Skype <laughs> yeah. Display. A Skype display. <laughs> what got, do you remember those days when we used to, um, well, we, I'm, I'm not saying I did it, um, went around and projected movies on the side of buildings? Yeah, I do remember that. I remember the big like, battery pack that they had for it. <laughs> it's like, it was just like this um, spontaneous, just drive somewhere behind Walmart and show a film about, against Walmart or yeah. something, you know. <laughs> Things along those lines, yeah. They could do that there, too. It's, it's actually easier now than it used to be because they've got these little handheld projectors that have a decent projection to them. So, yeah, they're going to still try to do stuff inside and outside the conference. Uh, so, let's see. So, the French authorities have effectively locked down the city in response to the attack. Uh, they're shutting down the country's borders and allowing the police to limit crowds in public spaces. And this is a state of emergency that President Francois Hollande said should stay in place for three months. So three months they're going to have this lockdown going on, and it's going to stop some of the bigger protests here. Or it's going to try to, <laughs> whether so, or not it succeeds. The so-called mobilization scheduled for December 12th near the end of the summit, street actions that included blockades and civil disobedience, have been explicitly forbidden by the authorities. Yeah. Quote, the government can forbid these demonstrations, but it cannot stop the mobilization and won't prevent us from strengthening the climate movement, end quote, said 350.org's Nicholas Harringer. Despite having no concrete plans, the environmental groups are still urging people to make the trip to Paris. Yeah, so don't quote, cancel your plane ticket yet. <laughs> quote, well, if you've already bought it, I don't think you can really get <laughs> Yeah. Tickets nowadays are pretty much... It's too late, yeah. Quote, organizers are also encouraging activists to still plan on coming to Paris for the final days of the conference to make sure people, not polluters or politicians, have the final word. End quote. So, the three Ps. <laughs> right? People, not politicians, not polluters. Yeah. Hmm. Which P do you want? Yeah, it's a tough choice. I think I'll go with people. <laughs> now, how can climate activists plan to mobilize in Paris without marches? Yeah. That's it, the title of the next article. That's the article. title of the next article, yeah. <laughs> because the French government has declared it's going to shut down the main march and probably a lot of the smaller ones that people are going to organize. So how are they going to organize? After days of uncertainty, the French government announced that several side events previously planned for the UN climate talks in Paris, including two mass mobilizations meant to bookend the talks, would be canceled. So hundreds of, visitor, hundreds of thousands of visitors are expected to be in Paris for the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, which will run from November 30th, that's just 10 days away, through December 11th. 
Mass mobilizations were planned for November 29th and December 12th at either end of the conference as a way of giving civil society both the first and the last word on the climate negotiations, which many hope will produce a strong international agreement on climate action. Uh, the, the word is hope there, right? Yeah, hope, yeah. <laughs> it's a long shot. It's, it's like I'm, I grew up in... Ch- I have high hopes. <laughs> yeah. High hopes, high hopes, high hopes. You've got to have high hopes. I grew up in Chicago as a Cubs fan, and you knew that you were almost <laughs> always going to lose, but you still had to have hope that maybe this will be the year. <laughs> so maybe this will be the year we get climate action. Bench authorities said that while all events set to take place in closed spaces where security can be easily maintained will be allowed to proceed... The government would not allow the marches planned for November 29th or December 12th. So basically indoor stuff that, you know, they, they're going to allow, but not stuff in public spaces. By not allowing marches, it just seems like, and all these people are already coming to the city, that they've just basically created, you know, unorganized chaos. Yeah. Because there'll be people wanting to do stuff. They, but there'll be nothing organized for them to be able to do it, and yeah. therefore they're going to just feel bottled up. Yeah, it might backfire. They might get more people for the unpermitted, unallowed uh, protests because they've got nothing else to do. <laughs> so here's here's a good quote from Eros Sana, Francis Senior Communications Director for 350.org. Uh, they said that, quote, the French officials are asking the population to go out to the courtiers to drink wine, to go to work because we cannot surrender to terrorist threats. And at the same time, they don't allow demonstrations and marches in the streets. So they're saying to everybody else in France, saying, oh, go out in public, enjoy yourself, don't let the terrorists scare you. But we're not going to let any demonstrations happen because we're scared. (laughs) It's kind of a mixed message. But those, as they aren't the only activities that are planned by the organizers during the talks. Throughout the weekend of December 5th and 6th, organizers will hold the People's Climate Summit, in Montreal. So at the same time, they're going to hold another conference for the people. Yeah. So many of these civil organizations, nonprofits, activists who aren't able to make it into the the one that's organized by the governments, they get to go to the People's Climate Summit. And it's happening right outside of Paris, too. Now, inside of Paris from December 7th to 11th, organizers will also hold a climate action zone which will include events similar to the People's Climate Summit. Both of these events are slated to go ahead as planned. Yeah. So don't be discouraged just because the official marches have been canceled. There are still many events going on. And side events open to the public have historically played an important role in the COP talks, allowing those not directly involved in the negotiations a chance to participate in some aspects of the negotiations. And there's actually an official U.N. side event area known as the Climate Generations Area. And that's right outside of the city. And so that appears to be going uh, forward as plans. Um, Organizers also noted that various mobilizations are set to take place in countries across the globe, stressing that with France's mobilizations prohibited, these global marches are more important than ever. Yeah. Here's a quote from uh, 350.org again. This isn't just a mobilization in France. People will be marching in many places in the world, in Africa, in Italy, in other places. It's not just about French people or Parisian people. It's something that concerns everyone on the globe. So I, I haven't heard about any local events coming up. There is the, um, the Peace Coalition is having their vigil, which will relate to climate, 
which will be during the talks. So that is the closest thing I've heard about locally, is the Peace Coalition having their vigil, which will have a climate-related theme. Now, I mean, um, last week we talked about you know the 24 hours of climate reality, yeah, and that got canceled because of the terrorist attacks, mm-hmm. because that was right in the middle of it, and you know. Paris was one of the cities slated to have a concert. Yeah. You know, basically every hour going around the globe, they were going to have a concert. And not only did they cancel Paris, they canceled the whole event. Yeah. Um, Now, the one thing that's interesting to me is going around the climate arena is the fact that the refugees coming out of Syria is all because of the climate. Mm -hmm. I mean... Have you seen that information where they're saying that, you know, millions of farmers got displaced because they've been having uh, extended long drought where they're losing, you know, 67% to 85% of their crops? Yeah. And so a lot of the displaced people are, um, you know, low-income um, subsistence farmers who are, you know, now yeah. having to leave the country because they can no longer survive. Yeah, because if they have a drought, then they their their farm dries up, and then they move to the city, and there may not be a place for them in the city, and that played a major role in the unrest in Syria early on. I mean, there's also the fact that all these other countries have started blowing up Syria. <laughs> like, we don't want to take away their responsibility for that. But I also want to acknowledge that the climates did have a role in this drought, and the drought did have a role in the unrest. So it's... As we think about the the crisis in Syria, we have to also think about the climate crisis. Now, in good news, the economy would gain 2 million new jobs in low-carbon transition. That's right. Rebuilding the U.S. energy industry to substantially reduce reliance on carbon-based fuels would result in a net gain of 2 million jobs by 2050 while increasing disposable household income. According to a new study sponsored by a nonprofit that advocates clean energy. The report by the Virginia-based consulting firm ICF International found that large-scale shift to renewable sources for generating electricity would increase U.S. employment by 1 million jobs by 2030 and 2 million by 2050, even after accounting for job losses related to fossil fuels. And they would also provide additional disposable income per household annually, the report found. I do know personally that um, renewable energy is the only industry that is growing by double digits around the world. Yeah. I mean, with the exception of 2008, I don't think there's been a year that my company hasn't had increased sales. So, yeah. Which means increased solar installations, just... Yeah, increased solar installations and also leads to increased jobs with time because it's if you think about the amount of energy we use, it's going to take a lot of jobs to transition our entire energy infrastructure from fossil fuels to solar and wind and water. True. It, they don't just the solar you can watch for this, the solar panels don't just magically install themselves. <laughs> it takes work to put them in there and, and that means jobs. Yeah. Got a few calluses. So. <laughs> so Yeah. Um not only does it mean jobs, but it means more money because, I mean, this report just talks about the jobs putting more money in people's pockets. Yeah. But, of course, the solar itself puts more money in people's pockets. Yeah, because the solar pays for itself over time, and then after it's paid for itself, 
It's just money in your pocket. Now, these findings released, you know, right now before the climate talks in Paris, um, undermine one of the main fossil fuel industry's objections to cracking down on carbon pollution. That would cost jobs and cripple the economy. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not the case. It's never been the case. It increases jobs and provides more local money. Yeah, it's always seemed so short-sighted to me. I mean, I know people are caught up in what they, what industry they're used to working in. But when you're arguing in defense of a small number of jobs at the expense of a large number of jobs and our health and the stability of the climate and, you know, increased income for everybody. Quit saying and. It's not like there's a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah. <There is. laughs> yeah. It's, it's like you're costing all these other things for just you personally and for the stockholders of the company, you know. Really, in the end, the only people who are benefiting from perpetuating fossil fuels are the fossil fuel companies. Even their, their employees would be better served by transitioning to a more sustainable form of income. Now, an analysis by economists found that the current EPA's clean power plan, designed to slash power plant emissions, would generate more than a quarter million additional jobs. Yeah. So the clean power plan, there are all of these people saying, oh, this is going to destroy the economy but it's going to actually in that you have to think in the net it's going to create more than a quarter million jobs you know there will be some jobs in fossil fuels that are lost but the solar jobs wind construction you know there are all these jobs that will be created by transitioning and i mean you know in illinois we have a bill going through the illinois clean energy you know i mean it's I mean, basically, it's a threefold bill. It's do more energy efficiency, mm-hmm. do more solar, do more solar, create more jobs. Yeah. So it's like you know, it's like save energy, make energy, make jobs. Yeah. Win, win, win. <laughs> All right. Well, we got a little bit more bad news before we get to the happenings here. <laughs> BP could claim a massive tax write-off from the deep water oil spill penalties. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> this is so sneaky, like I, I should have seen this coming, but in the wake of the 2010 Deepwater Horizon disaster, in which at least 11 people died, a lot of people got sick, and nearly 5 million barrels of oil spilled in the Gulf of Mexico, BP agreed to pay $20.8 billion in penalties. That sounds great, right? They agreed to. Yeah, they agreed to, <laughs> just, <laughs> just out of the kindness of their hearts. Well, I mean, it kind of is. I mean, um, ExxonMobil still hasn't paid the you know 1989 Exxon yeah. Valdez oil spill. So they're ahead of ExxonMobil. You know, so they did agree. They quit fighting it. Yeah. Right. So. So that's a, that's a step. That they've quit the denial. <laughs> I, I I hope someone is going to eventually call me up and said, "That's not true. ExxonMobil has paid." Yeah. We'll be yeah. happy to hear that. You know? <laughs> Just like I would like to be wrong in that one. We've been waiting decades for Exxon to pay up. So, but in this case, in BP's fines, uh, unless the Department of Justice takes action, BP could be able to claim over fifteen point three billion dollars of those penalties as business expenses. So they they paid twenty billion in penalties, and then they could write off fifteen billion of that as expenses. Yeah, which would secure them a tax relief of five billion dollars. Oh, it's good to be a big business in America. Fortunately, not everyone is having it. Representative Raul uh, Grijalva from Arizona 
led 52 other members of Congress in a letter to Attorney General Loretta Lynch, requesting that BP be denied the opportunity to profit off of holes in the tax code. I mean, that makes sense to me. Like, you shouldn't be able to say, I mean, if you're going to have tax write-offs, it should be for legitimate business expenses, not for, I did something destructive, I had to pay a fine, I'm going to count that as a business loss. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, if me, it's, me as a business cannot write off a parking ticket. That's yeah, a fine. That's a fine because you've I, done something. I learned that, I mean, <laughs> in the process. Now, you could hide it in something, but yeah. I, I remember reading that specifically, that you're not allowed parking tickets or fines, and you're not allowed to write that off. It's business expense. Yeah. So they're trying so. to use this loophole where no one has currently stopped them from writing this off as a fine, so they're trying to write it off. But here's a quote from this, uh, this request that they're sending to the Attorney General. Quote, the gross negligence that led to perhaps the worst environmental disaster in U.S. history should not be an opportunity to game the tax code. <laughs> and that is, that is a powerful statement there. And I mean, you know, $20 billion sounds like a lot, but I remember reading that it's only a few days of profit. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm probably exaggerating a little bit, but it is not a big dent in their money. Yeah. Like, imagine you were, like, as an individual, like, you had to give up, like, if you're paid by the week and you had to give up half a week's paycheck because you'd done something wrong. It is an inconvenience. It is, you know, put you through a little through a hardship, but... It's not necessarily going to be a deterrent from you doing the same behavior again. I forget which country it is, but there's a country that speeding tickets are based on your income. <laughs> I want to say I want to say it's Germany that you know they have no speeding, but if you you know they have no speed limit on a lot of areas, but if you do be reckless and endangerment on the areas that they do have speed. So like what the autobahn I think has no speed limit. But like on the back roads, there are speed limits. If you break those, I remember reading an article that um, someone had to pay like a $2,000 speeding ticket. <laughs> yeah. And they were like complaining about it, but it was based on income. Yeah. So. It's probably because they're driving their $200,000 car at its fastest speed. <laughs> Sorry. We can finish up the news section. We're almost running out of time, but uh -oh. we can get to this quick story here. Morocco will soon be the world's en solar energy superpower. I would have never thought that one. Yeah, I didn't see this coming either. This one jumped out at me. Next month, Morocco will be taking the first step toward becoming the world's solar energy superpower. That's when the first phase of a planned renewable energy plant will go online under the Saharan sun outside the city of Orzazate. We are very proud of this project, Morocco's environment minister told The Guardian. I think it is the most important solar plant in the world. Well, of course he does. He's building it. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, the planned solar energy mega complex, which will eventually include hydro and wind plants, will cover roughly the same area as the country's capital, Rabat, and provide half of Morocco's electricity by 2020. That's a pretty fast turnaround, too, like building it now, and then by 2020 it's going to provide half of the country's electricity. I mean, no, part of it is what they're doing is the using the heat of the sun to focus mirrors on, you know, basically generating power. Yeah. And so um, they've built a few of those in the United States and a few other places. But basically, I mean, a conventional power plant uses heat either from burning gas or coal or, you know, oil or some combustible material to produce steam to turn a turbine. Yeah. 
Well, they're doing something simpler. They're using the heat of the sun yeah. to produce steam to turn a turbine. Yeah, and all it takes is some properly constructed mirrors and a, the well, right system. The problem was, in the past, they could only produce the power during the day. Yeah. Now, I've seen some of these. That what they do is they heat up a column of salt. Yeah, molten salts. You know, and then using that salt, they can then take the heat off of it at any time. Yeah. And so it's like a giant battery. Yeah. So. So that's pretty exciting. And it's, uh, I thought of this too, as I was reading this, I thought of how the temperature is rising anyway, especially in some of these regions that have a lot of sun. That's true. I so, had thought of that. <laughs> they might not even need the mirrors in a hundred years, you know, just, like, <laughs> just put out some salt and it'll just park a bunch of cars out there and run pipes through the cars. Yeah. So. So eventually, the Moroccan Agency for Solar Energy would like to export its renewable power to countries in the Middle East and Europe. Yeah. So it could start replacing fossil fuels in other countries around Morocco. Well, I'm good, glad to hear this because they've been talking about building you know, solar power plants in the Sierra Desert for a while. Yeah. They're like, it's hot there. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, <laughs> may as well. So they finally are. So holidays... Today is Absurdity Day and Beautiful Day and Universal Children's Day. Yeah. So allow the children's to be a little bit beautiful and absurd. <laughs> it's a good deal. And Saturday is World Hello Day. And What? So, so say hello to everybody in the world on Saturday. Sunday is Go for a Ride Day. Monday, eat a cran cranberry day. A, a cranberry. A cranberry. Like, <laughs> not something cranberry sauce or whatever. Cranberries are very tart, so I don't know if I like that one. But it's also National Cashew Day, so maybe yeah. you could have a few cashews with your cranberry. Yeah, a cashew chaser for it. <laughs> so Evolution Day is coming up on Tuesday, and All Our Uncles Are Monkeys Day. I bet those are related. <laughs> um, it's Shopping Reminder Day. But also Thanksgiving. I don't think those should be the same day. <laughs> yeah, no. You should just be thankful on Thanksgiving. And Friday is Buy Nothing Day. We, we won't mention that other holiday, but Buy Nothing Day is coming up on Friday. Well, I always thought it was interesting. The day after we give thanks, everybody goes and fights for a bunch of pla cheap plastic crap to <laughs> say, you know, I'm, I, I need more stuff. Yeah. It's like, I'm thankful for everything I have. And then tomorrow I'll go buy more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is ironic. So, so then Friday is also your welcome day. You say thanks on Thursday, so then you're welcome on Friday. There you go. Happenings. If you would like your happenings to happen, please email them to us, the Happening Guys, info at yourcommunityspirit.org, and we'll put them in our calendar. In our calendar, Movie and Pizza Party, sponsored by Guy House RSO, Friday, November 20th at 7 p.m. The Pizza and Movie Party is on the third Friday of each month. This month's feature film is Inside Out. That's a good one. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I've heard it's really okay, good. Okay, I won't tell you the plot twist. <laughs> yeah, I've heard about a dozen different people say how good it is, so I'm looking forward to it. Well, it's interesting. You know, that studio has managed to make animals have emotions, robots have emotions, and they reached the point that they ran out of things to have emotions, so now they have emotions have emotions. Yeah, <laughs> the emotions have emotions. Now, yeah. I don't know what they're going to come out with next. There's like, they've run out. Yeah, maybe the emotions will have a robot now. <laughs> <laughs> the tables have turned. So yeah, it's coming up tonight at 7 p.m. at Gaia House. Also coming up tonight, the Cousin Andy's Coffee House presents Amy Kucharik. 
It's tonight at 8 p.m. at Yellow Moon Cafe in Cobden. Now, we didn't put it on the calendar because FoodWorks Fall Feast is sold out. But FoodWorks is a great organization, and um, you should plan to next year buy your tickets ahead of time. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. you get good food from the local farmers, all cooked up by Cristados. So. Yeah, so I'll bet those tickets go quickly. <laughs> So speaking of local farmers, we've got the Carbondale Community Farmer's Market coming up. Wait, isn't it winter? Shouldn't there be no more food? <laughs> uh, luckily for all of us, there is still food during the winter. I mean, we some of it you've got to store, but there is also food being sold at the farmer's market. Because they have greenhouses. Yeah, they've so. got greenhouses. They've got all sorts of goodies there. And it has gone indoors. It's on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to noon at the Carbondale Community High School. And they are still doing the double-up food bucks program yeah if they still have the funds for that i believe they're still doing it that's where you have your link or snap benefits and you get to buy twice as much produce with them also on saturday the green earth monthly work day um if you've received a notice it's because they've changed the location but saturday from nine till noon oakland nature preserve which is uh, located on North Oakland Street across from the city cemetery. The workday will focus on continuing to clear the southern fence line of vegetation and invasive plant species removal. Tools, gloves, snacks, and water will be provided, but long sleeves, pants, and closed-toed shoes are recommended. Those are not provided. Mm -hmm. So... Okay, also coming up on Saturday, the Empty Bowls, Art for Your Table, Food for the Community. This is a great event. Yeah, it's Saturday at 11 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. at the Neighborhood Co-op Grocery. I actually did a thing like this in high school. It's a really fun event. You, uh, art meets hunger, compassion, and advocacy. They create these beautiful ceramic bowls and offer them for a small contribution of 5 to $20. All donations go to the Good Samaritan House in Carbondale, to support their efforts in feeding those in the local community who might otherwise go without food. And it's great. You purchase the bowls, and the co-op is donating some uh, soup to put in the bowls, so you get some soup while you're there, too. And the proceeds go to benefit people who are hungry. And, so, and since this is made by art students, uh, I'll bet they're nicer bowls than the ones I made in high school. Cause just, in uh, high school, we made, we made the bowls ourselves and sold them, but now you get really beautiful bowls made by the art students. Before we wrap up, Memoir Writing Workshop. The Carbondale Public Library invents, invites you to a memoir writing workshop presented by Indiana author Christine D. Adams on Sunday, November 22nd from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. at the Carbondale Public Library. You know how many people said, I should write a book about my life. Well, here's a chance that you can write for others, I suppose, or for yourself, your memoirs. Will do. You have been listening to Your Community Spirit. Please stay tuned for the extended version for the next half hour or hour or so. 
This is Ord Energy Mon reminding you that get out into outside because winter is coming. Enjoy it while you can.